0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 73 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We are, as you can probably tell, not in the video studio today. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a blind person, in which case, I hate to break it to you. Or you We're... just
1: haven't watched <laughs> our, our YouTube videos yet, only stayed with the with the audio episodes. Then we can tell you, go to YouTube,
0: watch our last episode with the gorgeous Georgie Fisher on it. Dude, I've, I had a lot... I had a lot of fun doing that episode. I think that was like, we've only done two video ones so far, but I think it was even better than the first one. Yeah, I think so too. Georgie had a lot of great answers and a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if you guys just want to get a taste as well of that, uh, Moritz has so very kindly edited some, some shorter clips from that episode on not only the M94.5 channel, but on the Artsy Fartsy Immigrants channel. As of today, we well by the time you guys hear this, it's already going to be out. But we have the uh, "Has Georgie Fisher been Germanized?" clip online, and on the M ninety four point five channel, you can check out a segment where she talks about her stalker, which was a great story.
1: Yeah, I, I, this what one of these moments because you you go into such a show as a host and you think, okay, you are prepared, you probably. And that's part of your craft, know what to expect from your um, from from the people you interview, what yeah. they tell you. and it was one of those classic moments where that y- you couldn't apply that anymore because your guest was coming up with something something you really did not expect.
0: yeah, it was it was completely out of nowhere and she mentioned it. she mentioned it as if everybody has a stalker.
1: Yeah, like yeah.
0: How many uh, you had you know? and <laughs> that? Like, what me? No, nobody's. <laughs> what are you talking about? She said it as if you, it's like stamps you have lying on your desk. You know, like yeah, I had a couple no. of stalkers lying around the house somewhere, but no big deal. Yeah.
1: So here we are again on the on the on the audio side of of Podcast Town, and um, <laughs> we're in two completely different towns, and I'm pretty jealous of where you are right now, Mister prince
0: I was gonna say, your surroundings look kinda different. Are you in the office?
1: I'm in the office and this is the room where Froni, who, who was mixing us two times, uh, normally sits. This is one of the, the yeah, one of the, 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 the greater edit rooms and um, it's pretty comfy. Yeah. Also
0: got a couch in here so you can take a, a, a nap around noon. Yeah, it looks pretty cozy. Nope. Um yeah I mean I've so we, whenever we've had these episodes where we are separated I'd say half of the time we're both in Munich we just can't meet since corona yeah. uh, or or cuz of scheduling conflicts or something and so we we meet over Zoom or Skype uh, and the other half of the time one of us is usually in the south it's either that you are visiting Oberstdorf to your family or I'm visiting Oberstdorf and sometimes i'm here where i am today which is right on the lake lake constance on the bodensee yeah and it's a very in beautiful an, place
1: yeah we probably gotta post some when posting about this episode some some pictures from the view you got etc it's amazing
0: man it's uh it's a really nice place and especially this part apartment that we're so lucky to be able to stay in it's really like You know, it's this top floor. It's looking right over the water. You can see mountains in all three countries, like Switzerland, Austria, Germany, all across the edge. Yeah. And it's really like a fantasy film. You just expect to see a dragon soaring over them or something, or like some sort of sea creature to emerge from the deep. (laughs) And like, (laughs) you know, like, like the monster of Locke. Like the Loch Ness monster,
1: uh, yeah. Loch Ness, yes, <laughs> l- like l- Loch Stans, <laughs> <laughs> like Loch loxt- Loch loxt- the Lake Yeah, but what what I find super weird to the day is like that um on this lake, which is if you're from Africa or 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 the American continent, not such a huge lake, but still the 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 biggest one, um. In Germany, and it's between Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And because of right. Switzerland, that means you have on the lake a water, on the water a EU non EU non-EU border,
0: which is super weird. Oh yeah, because of Switzerland, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's so weird. That's something I never understood. Maybe we can talk about that for a second because I think a lot of Americans don't know this because I didn't. I also didn't know this uh for a long time but that Switzerland is just this weird neutral country right in the center of the the EU and that it doesn't play by anyone else's rules. No. Don't they don't they make all their young people like go to the military as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Like that's some, but that's that that's not too too uncommon. I mean, there are still enough countries within the European Union that also do that. Like Austria for example it's direct neighbors and Germany had us had that as well
0: until like 10 years ago. But didn't Germany have that option where you could either go to the military or you could do community service? I believe in,
1: in for Austria, I know it's the same. Like you can, you can normally more or less choose whether you want to go to the military or go to community service. Um, and, I believe in Switzerland, it's kind of the same. It's the same deal there. Yeah. Oh, but okay. there are also countries that are super strict about it that, um, and that creates super funny, funny um, stories. I know it from, from sports with uh, Korea, so obviously South Korea, but they are super strict about their military services. And so it happens from time to time that you have um, pretty good soccer players that play in Europe that have to leave and stop their career in Europe because they have got have to go back to Korea and serve in the
0: military. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's wild. That kind of makes me think of back in the, I guess, the '50s or so, when people like Elvis and Johnny Cash,
1: would, yeah. would
0: leave entertainment to go be in the war. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Just go to Germany. <laughs> yeah, to come to Germany where all the <laughs> yeah. they came to, to tour around beautiful Germany back in the yeah. back in the '40s. Um, have you so th- crazy? That's one question. There, have you ever t- kind
1: of lied to someone or 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 joked someone by telling them you're in Germany for another reason than you actually are? Not that
0: I know of. <laughs> okay, why? Because
1: I, th- I I thought I could that could be something you, you 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 could um have some fun with like like trolling people.
0: Oh oh, like, just to tell just to tell them that yeah, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> like i I came here to fight, fight off like neo-Nazis or something <laughs> or just, oh, I just came because I love that beautiful, easy to learn language, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because I really desperately wanted to
1: get a German driver's license.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because that, that's just so easy That's and why fun. I came. That's Spent it. thousands of euros. <laughs> I wonder if if I would, if I would have come here, like other than for love, what the What I'm trying to think of, like, what a reason would have been to come. I could imagine that I could have been a college student traveling the EU as so many young Americans do, and then coming across Germany. But I don't know, upon first impressions, if it would have been the first country that I would have wanted to stay in. I probably would have been one of those dudes who was like, "Oh, Spain is so great," or Italy, but then would have realized that it's not the most profitable. Place to live in. It's more of like a vacationy summer, warm, like relaxing place to be. Italy, yeah. It'll, like
1: we had that on uh, on the episode with with Basti, like moving right. to, to to Portugal and realizing that the economy there is pretty weak and they're paying super low wages, etc. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, if I had, but, to, yeah. Go ahead. But I think it's probably sometimes, I mean, you can you, you can agree on that. You need a certain occasion, because as far as I know, (laughs) all in all, besides you, you, sometimes you're a bit homesick. You enjoy living here, yeah. But I guess it wouldn't have happened without like the occasion that you're in love with a with with a German woman, right? Probably sometimes you need that that certain occasion to really give another place or maybe another city, another country, whatever the the time to really. Like, get to know it and enjoy it there.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally true. You know, if I wasn't... I I don't want to say the word, like, stuck. But if, you know, there's... there's, If you come for a reason, then you, you make the effort to stay for that reason. And when you are staying there, then you have the opportunity to see every angle and every... Like you said, like, every feature of it that maybe you didn't anticipate before. Like, I wouldn't have known before coming here that Germany has really great distinct seasons like i think winter's a bit too long (laughs) but especially this year oh my god man and may may was only rain but um like except for the past maybe 16 17 months or so usually what i've experienced is a very clean great distinct summer very distinct fall a little bit too long but totally fine winter and then a really clear spring like the flowers blooming the bugs are buzzing you know you really see each individual thing and the funny thing about germans is they have the <laughs> a really particular outfit for each season And you can always tell what season it is when you see like the almans walking around like they have like <laughs> you know this colorful windbreaker in the hiking boot you're like oh well it's springtime <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I don't think I have, I like I have, no, I have like stuff for, for summer and stuff for kind of f- fall to winter.
0: <laughs> yeah but you but you're, you're a younger person i think i think it, it's changing no. so much now from from maybe like 30 and under it's more about just being stylish and you you no. have your own style and i see like the younger people at the station don't always match and i i, I try to have kind of my own style but sometimes it's like not matching but no. um i th- guess it's just more of these because there is this german i don't it's hard to describe but not Alman, that's kind of it's almost like a in Probably kind we of have insult. to exp-
1: explain that term
0: yeah, for do you, all do you, our
1: non-German listeners. Yeah, why don't you why don't you do it? <laughs> yeah, like um like Alman has become uh like a term in in, in mostly in, in in meme culture, etc. Um like and regarding um Germans from an immigrant perspective, like um like in, in Turkish, for example Germany is called Almania. That's really? where the Almans come from. Yeah, that's where the Almans come from. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. And, it's, and 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 it and it's just kind of like stereotype, just like you would have with in the U.S. with I don't know the the middle class, um,
0: so it's suburban. Kind of, it's, it's like rednecks and suburban Yankees. mom,
1: like the Karen or something. The Karen, like, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like like people that probably have a non-german background or um ancestors like look on german people that to that r- r- do like really german things like eating a lot of spargel, wearing <laughs> like beige um like yeah like you said f- uh, season uh like very,
0: very practical clothing yeah it's, exactly it's very practical clothing that's really yeah. specific i think um yeah it's it's kind of like saying redneck almost for a certain type yeah. of southern guy with, yeah with, with
1: with a little with a little sweeter touch probably because i think redneck has this that that pretty it can be more harsh, insulting
0: yeah harsh in t- intention or or touch with it but almond is kind of just like it's oh a little, a little cuter little yeah a little stiffy <laughs> little you know german you know classic German. yeah that's a good point yeah um uh, what was uh, we were t- how did we get to that with almond was we just before that we were talking about seasons, practical clothes. Yeah. Oh, something about just um, the reason, like three. I guess it was just like reasons we would things we like about Germany, but that the oh man, oh, man it just slipped ahead. Things that
1: you that you wouldn't have recognized or or anticipated about Germany if you wouldn't have come
0: because of love. Yeah, basically. I mean, so no. yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing, really, is that Germany has this. The, the, I mean, like you said, like, uh, you know, of course, like these days right now, I'm a bit more homesick just because I didn't have the chance to uh, go home. And thankfully, I do have this really crazy sort of spontaneous trip next week uh, to go back to New Orleans. Dude, which, true. It's already next week. Yeah. it's It happened crazy. really fast, man. It's a week when, from today. When's your flight? Um, it's in the like noon on the 8th. Okay. So next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. And I had a thought. Actually, I'm gonna try, and I'm gonna try and do some interviews while I'm there. Maybe on one day, that'd be cool. And it would, it would, and it would be our, our if, if we,
1: if we um can arrange a call. Our first, it would be our first transatlantic, uh,
0: remote episode. Ooh, an artsy abroad. <laughs> I'm gonna put that down. That'd be a cool one. Yeah, an artsy yeah. abroad would be perfect. And then I also thought about doing some interviews with um like a, a bunch of different friends and trying to get some blanket statement perspectives on how Americans view Germany it, especially what's even better is if ne- if they've never traveled there mm. you know i know that my friend vivi's been here before but i think if i were to ask her what comes to mind when she thinks of germany she would say um uh kindermisch or a uh, the the chocolate tender milk ah uh, kinder kinder it, no no that's we're well, not kinder but that's is actually kinder?
1: an italian company did
0: you know that kinder is an italian company mm-hmm didn't know that didn't know that either um and she would think of probably like like pretzels you know just no. the bread um and then i wonder what my friend matt might say he might say ncn comes to mind
1: <laughs> you know
0: so i'm curious about about that i thought about that for the for the ego show to try and get some little stories or perspectives on Germany. But it's going to be a really That's fun great. time and mm-hmm. nice. And, and despite that trip sort of connecting to that to that homesickness, there there is a lot of stuff of course about Germany that I that I do like. And I I talked to my parents a few days ago and they talked about I mean my dad always mentions things about wanting us to to move back there and you know, yeah, to he us. does. He, he, of course of course, my parents want us to, to live in America, you know. And he... But has it ever been an option for you guys? Or a thought, at least? Um, we've obviously talked about what's realistic for that. And it, if it ever came to a point where I just straight up told her that I can't do it here anymore, then mm-hmm. it would be seriously discussed. I don't know where we would go or how we would do it, but... I think the problem that i have most with the idea of moving back to america is that despite whatever issues i might have with germany as an immigrant and like we talked about with georgie i can't really complain too much like i'm here so there no. you know there's more to like than to dislike but um i'm probably just more negative in general because i haven't been home in a while but um that there are the things that i like the most in comparison that would be really hard to go back to is like the social, the social protection and the social structures. Like when I think about how complicated or not, how the health insurance system and the unemployment system and the tax system and the employment protection and the vacations, no. how that has Benefited me as an employee to the country of Germany for five years now has, it's 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 not comparable to going back home to America. Like one of the bigger differences on the plus side, if I if we were to go back, was is that you know in Munich it's so expensive and it's it's you can't imagine renting an, like a a normal sized house, much less buying a house. But then you look at my brother who moved like 25 30 minutes outside of Nashville and bought this humongous beautiful home with multiple rooms and a front yard and a backyard, you know, garden, attic, basement, garage, like the works, you know, a house that no. a house that here in Munich would be like 7 or 8 million euros. No, yeah, probably yeah. But for him there um obviously was a lot, but with, with, you know, a proper loan and with his credit and stuff, he was able to, to buy it. Yeah. De- definitely not for a million, you know, like yeah, yeah. a much more reasonable amount that he can pay off. Yeah, And for us, that's just so crazy. And if we think about like, oh, well, how nice would it be to go to America and be near a good school and buy a house with a garden and have a dog and have like the whole picture, you know, the picturesque <laughs> thing. At the same time, it's like, well, could we afford our health insurance? Could we afford, you know, a mortgage and afford, you know, I wouldn't want to just have, if I had to end up working somewhere else or doing maybe, maybe for example, like working at a different radio station. No. I don't think I could live going back to having two weeks of vacation in one year. You know, My, my brother and my dad both have really like high profile, good paying jobs. Mm -hmm. My dad has two weeks of vacation in a whole year. So there's like 10 10 days. Yeah. And then he has for Thanksgiving, he has like one, maybe one day. Christmas, he has like three or four days. Mm -hmm. And I remember going, the last time I went home for Christmas, uh, around that time, I remember thinking... On, like, it was like maybe the 20, 27th or 28th. He was back at work, and I was like, Wait, you're not off through the new year? Like, I just didn't think about that. And he's like, No, yeah. of course not, son. Like, we have to work. Yeah. And, and here, that's just wild to think about that you don't go home from, I don't know, 22 or 23 at least. And all these public holidays you have. And the public holidays in Bavaria just alone. Just
1: like, we got to talk about that because um when this episode comes out Thursday, it's going to be one again. And so like last week was one and the week before also, and the first week of May also. So it's like within around one month, like four weeks that are already a, like a, a work day shorter because of yeah. public holidays.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No. The The benefits are just so much better here. This, despite what I might miss no. about living back home. So of course we talk about, how much time per year could we spend there? What's yeah. realistic for my parents to fly and visit? What's realistic to see my brother? He's going to have a no. kid soon. Can we, how often can we see the kid? And so it's really, it's a tough sort of turning point at my age where I am in life and everything. Cause you know, a lot of things are changing and work is getting more um, like serious. And I'm thinking more about the future now and where we want to live and how we want to do it. Like, you know, my, my dad wants us to get a house and preferably get a house in the States. Ify's dad is pushing that we get a house, but obviously a <laughs> house closer to them in Obersdorf.
1: Uh, yeah, I see. And it's
0: like, what the hell are we supposed to do? You know, what are we get supposed a, to do? Get a
1: house roundabout in the middle so you'll move to Iceland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, guys. We, we did a but compromise both ways. Come visit us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> best of both worlds.
0: It's like every parents just want their kids to basically move in next door,
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. regarding the like house price, et cetera, I it's guess pricey. the main point is that is that building and constructing in Germany is way more expensive than in the states because there are so many more rules and regulations, so many rules yeah and 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 people you have to come in to check again and pay them et cetera et cetera um so yeah, but that's tough and, and 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 yeah, sure, like 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 Munich is pretty expensive. the Allgäu is also is as well not one of the one of the 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 like the the cheaper regions where you could find um a house or a spot to build one,
0: yeah, I think as with most places, probably if you're if you're in 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 Europe, if you're wealthy, you can live anywhere. In the states, if you're wealthy, you can live anywhere. But they also t- <laughs> encourage you to go into it, go into debt, so that if you're not rich, you can still no. think that you can live anywhere. But then you're paying off so much money, and you're kind of stuck, you're kind of trapped. That's in one
1: thing. Uh, talking about what, what, what I still don't get to to, to the to the, to the day. And I had this. I wanted to ask Georgie this, but I didn't know how to to, to bring it up because we had this with with with. Both guests we had from Australia, so like um, Georgie and Kobe. Right. And um, and also with you, like, probably stuff like, okay, building a house in Germany is way more expensive than um, it could be within certain states in the US. But... Um, but so many other things are so over the top expensive like what I've heard from people like in Australia or in the states um and that it's so normal that you that you go so deep into that so well, like like ev- everyone has has tens of thousands of of debt somewhere or hundreds of thousands and that at a, at a that comes a lot into in, in, into the account regarding education, et cetera, that you don't have in that amount here. But
0: that's another like thing, still, the education. Yeah, I yeah. I, I still
1: find it so crazy that I don't know. It's completely norm- normal, as far as I've heard it, for I don't know a young American or Australian person in their mid twenties to probably already have a hundred to be a hundred thousand dollars in debt or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, by the time I was twenty five because of going to college, I was circulating around sixty thousand dollars in debt no, you know, and that's still being i mean that that didn't just go away it is still something yeah, being, sure it is still something being paid off, of course, through a different circumstances than it would have been you know the the curse the real the real devil of it is that these loans make you think that they're that they're the only option and they really yeah. loop you into it. And then you don't realize until you take a look at it later with, with uh you know with hindsight or clearer vision that some of these loans that you're paying off are upwards of twelve point five percent interest. Yeah. Twelve or twelve or thirteen <laughs> percent interest, which is so <sighs> evil, man. Yeah. You know, we were paying like before before we found out a new strategy to pay it off that's way more under, like way more reasonable. We were just straight up like paying me and my parents were negotiating things every month to pay off uh the these these loans and we were paying like I don't know, 300 400 maybe more a month and that we didn't realize that we were doing that for years and it was that was just keeping us at zero. We no, were paying fuck. that to be at zero. Yeah. So how are you ever supposed to pay this off? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and by the end, like I think the loan amount in total that I needed to go to school was somewhere probably around twenty five or thirty thousand. But because mm-hmm. of the interest rate on two different loans, one was seven percent, one was thirteen percent, those combinations had mm-hmm. us paying like sixty thousand, like what like triple what I would have needed to go to school. That's ridiculous. It's unbelievable, dude. And you know, we like I'm really glad that circumstances changed and that's, you know, that's more personal stuff about how we Hmm. worked things out and and found, found a new way to, to pay it off. It is still being paid off. It's not like it just went away, but it, it is uh, thankfully under the guise of a German system now and not under an American system because it's more, it's way more reasonable to pay it off at, I think at a 1% interest rate now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to 13 and seven combined. You know, it's the devil, dude. And this, this education system, it's just, it's so destructive. And if you, when you watch these documentaries about how America is so split and divided between like people making, wearing masks political and getting a vaccine, making that political and, you know, voting for people who um, promise to, make you money and you go for that despite them being like obvious, destructive, manipulative, disgusting human beings who will hurt the earth in a whole. And, you know, capitalist companies taking advantage of their, of their uh, uh, you know, taking advantage of their clients and, and abusing the system entirely and paying a fraction or even no state income tax whatsoever, CEO benefits just went up despite the global pandemic, crumb like no. crumbling the the economy. It's like I don't even have the vocabulary to be able to describe how <laughs> awful of a state America's systems are in, and yeah. yet they convince people through advertisement and through the comfort of convenience that everything's just fine. And it's very easy for people to just say, "Ah, it's fine. It's not my problem." You know?
1: Yeah, but I think it's t- it is. Obviously, there are a lot of things you can compare one to one, but in, in the general state of how bad things are in certain um, like parts of society or this, the state in terms of people, a lot of people living together in one system. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also so many things really fucked up in Germany. But I think also right. in, in education, I think probably the compromise works a little bit better and so it's easier because you also have so many, many kids that have no chance to get where other kids get that just have a better financial background with their parents or, or whatsoever or their parents are already better educated. Um, in America, you like mean? Or? In, Germany in Germany, you have that as, you have that as well. It's, mm. it's not that obvious because it's not, okay, either you, you pay like X amount of thousands of dollars to get a proper education, if you're not capable, you won't get it. Mm-hmm. Like the compromise seems to work a little bit better, but still there. <laughs> and and yeah, and you have that as well. American companies not paying taxes, like Amazon p- pays zero, 0.05% taxes in Germany. <laughs> Amazon pays zero yeah. taxes in Germany? L- like 0.05% like that would make when we talk about half a million dollars it would be 500 bucks <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what i'm talking about man yeah that's what, i mean of course um you know i don't want any americans to listen and say that i'm i'm sitting here as some like thumb up my own ass sort of pretentious guy who's like oh i live in europe now so america just sucks like no. you're right mo it those problems are aren't just Uh, specific to America at all at all there are so many corrupt things all over the world but there are just these little European systems like I don't know especially just no I think what I'm trying to say is even though a a huge part of my heart will always be in, in America and American culture and American people and the food and like New Orleans and, and the wide open roads and, and all that stuff. I love it. I really love it. And the music and the movies and everything. But I'm just so lucky, like privileged to have been able to be exposed to how a society can function in, in Germany. And I've had this discussion before with my dad where I told him what I, I told him once, I don't understand why America can't just be okay with paying slightly higher taxes as a whole, yeah. including that wonderful one percent, so <laughs> so that America can have free education and yeah. um, better health and universal health care and yeah, you know people in America are are taught to believe that that is wrong hmm. because if they think it's wrong, then the companies yeah. make way more money. You know? But that's but that, that that's a that's a
1: problem we have in common. We really still don't get to a point where we can probably tax the super rich, for example. hmm Like mm-hmm. what 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 Biden's trying to do at the moment.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't and that, I'm sure that won't go through with him and mm. AOC fighting to tax the one percent. I'm sure it won't go through because they've just been winning for so long. No.
1: But what could be what could be a real difference probably and that probably has a lot to do with history is the narrative and like what people what sits with people in their minds and what they're told over generations yeah and that probably is that i have a feeling like regarding patriotism that many americans feel feel more like okay the system we run here must be the best in the world and you probably have that a little less in Germany because of the history (laughs) Um, and because you have you have so many other countries that also all in all might have their issues but kind of work directly around you so many different ones
0: yeah I mean you're 100% right it's this false this false identity associated with patriotism that really keeps people from living their best life I mean just to finish that thought when I told my dad why I, that I don't understand why America doesn't do that, mm-hmm. he laughed and he said, well, son, Germany's a very small country. And, I, and for me, that was kind of funny because it, it makes it sound like he didn't realize that America is one of the only countries in the whole world that doesn't do that. Mm. And it showed me that that argument that I'm trying to make is kind of useless because his response to that was a little chuckle at how small Germany is as a country but it doesn't realize that every other country does that. Almost, no. almost everything. It's like 170 countries do that and America no. doesn't. And it was just like this, I didn't realize until I moved away. And maybe this is one of those pretentious things, but like I didn't realize until I moved away how kind of naive, intense American patriotism is, or for that matter, any sort of country specific patriotism, because... It's really not about my country being better than any other country. It should be about like am I insured? Is my family protected? Okay, check that box. Can no. we get education and can the country provide that education so we can have better jobs, more smart people, improve things around the globe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera? Check. You know, can we can we have a, a fluid workflow where people don't get stressed out and, like, work themselves to death like people do in these Amazon factories in the States where they do, like, 10 hours on their feet with 15-minute lunch breaks. Yeah. You know, it's, you know if, they, if people work in these Amazon factories and they, they have these timers associated with their, with their hand scanners, and if they don't scan something within five minutes constantly for that 10-hour shift, mm-hmm. then the supervisor has the right to come in and fire them on the spot. What? Yeah. So they have 50, 15 minutes break, a 30-minute lunch, and a 10-hour shift on their feet where they're not allowed to sit. And if they're not scanning something every five, within five minutes, if they go yeah. five minutes without scanning something, they have the right to be fired on the spot. And imagine that pressure and that, yeah. that fear as an employee, because you want to get, I don't know what it is, 15 bucks an hour. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. they have these jobs and they still can't raise the minimum wage. I got paid, dude, this is the, <laughs> maybe I'm really going off the deep end now, but like, <laughs> what you know about rolling down? The, <laughs> but like, I, I went, uh, uh I, working at a cafe here in Munich, like the first one, Malefitz Cafe, that, that yeah. nice coffee place. I made more money there making coffee, than and I had more vacation time and more flexibility, and my insurance was covered at a cafe. Yeah. More, and that was all things I didn't have. Working at delis, restaurants, cafes, furniture stores, all these jobs I had in America, all of them didn't do any of that. I was yeah. insured through my parents who paid... Because they like, don't have to. They don't have to. They'll have they they, they they'll tell you that that's a socialist, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> which yeah. is so dumb. They'll say that's socialism, and they'll say that you you should be able to choose your own provider. Don't you want the freedom as an American to have the option? That's That's what America is, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're paying way more money yeah. for a lower, you know, then you're paying deductibles at the doctor, you're paying like co-pays for a dentist appointment. And here yeah. it's like, hey, you have a job, you're paying taxes, we'll cover your doctor's appointment, we'll cover your dentist appointment if you need to go. You can have some vacation, you can enjoy the job, we want you to come in rested and ready to go. Yeah. And you can pay your rent and still have money on the side to buy some shit if you want it, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what keeps me from yeah, and thinking about That's something
1: that works pretty good in Germany. Like like talking about that. Yeah, don't you want to have the freedom to choose your own provider? That is still the case. Like in Germany, when you're employed somewhere, you choose an insurance company. And no matter, no matter what company you choose, obviously you can't choose any like coverage you want. <laughs> but regarding in that certain packages, you can choose your provider and your employer no matter if it's this one company or the other has to pay half of it
0: right, right, and that's
1: super cool, but' and that's super the issues cool. you describe with the with the Amazon workers like we have that as well here, just a bit shifted um how so as, uh, example with amazon um I saw a, a longer documentary just the other day about um the truck drivers for Amazon in Germany mm. and the thing is uh, these are mostly not german drivers because then they i'm not sure if i if if i can 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 give that 100% right but then they probably would have issues that they would have to pay them properly etc just like you mentioned the stuff you got to do um but it's like a european network and they bring in people from like poorer east european countries and employ them under conditions that you shouldn't be able to employ someone in Germany, but since they're on the road and they come from another country, Amazon makes deals that work probably in other countries and to the day manages to still let those people drive for with awful conditions, like that, those were images. Like in one of these, what do you call them? These like logistics centers mm-hmm. where all packages come in and being spread in, I don't know, for the for a circle for around 300 kilometers or something. Yeah, like something. The, di- the distribution warehouse yes Yeah, exactly. And um, the camera team was um was was coming up there and was just filming a line of like 30 trucks or something, like the huge ones, and um, the drivers. And then they, they, they asked, okay, why do you stand there? What are you waiting for? And as far as I remember, the issue was somehow that like they were, because of COVID or something... T- like two less people working inside a distribution center to like to pa- pack every truck on time. And so they had to wait there for days and they didn't get any form of like a flat or hotel room to stay, no running water, no bed, oh my like God. no toilets. And that's also happening in Germany. It's probably not happening in like in the, in the, in the, in the, in the businesses and, 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 and job opportunities like guys like you and me get, but they rather bring in like across Europe, bringing people from, from poorer countries that probably even more depend on a little money.
0: Right. Right. And make these horrible, horrible deals with them. I mean, it's, it's funny. That's such a similarity like with, with Germany or with central Europe and how they take advantage of Eastern Europeans, you know, like the Slovenians and the Polish no. And they, it, it's exactly the same thing as, that America does with Mexicans. No, um, the exact same thing. Like all the cleaning ladies that I've ever known or met in Germany are mostly, if not all under the table, Polish women. it's no. really similar to how any cleaning lady or any gardener or anything you ever see in America, uh, especially in the South is, no. is going to be, uh, you know, under the table, Mexican worker. Um, and that's, that's also something that really similar, and I I wonder how the treatment of them differs, honestly. But it's really crazy to see that even in a country like Germany, that they it's the same kind of game there. Yeah. I think that's that's really interesting to me that that social structure still exists. It's just a different country. Yeah, that's really crazy.
1: Yeah, the, I I mean again, like, I guess the main difference is, is um like the the employers or company who, um, or which want, (laughs) in quotation marks, want to exploit people, right? like have to dig a deep, have to dig a bit deeper to find the loopholes to do so and can't just do it and say, yeah, it's America. It's like my freedom of choice. Right. Right. Like there are probably a little more rules and regulation they have to, to, to come across or to, to, to find a, a, a loophole within um, but yeah, this, the, the the issues still exist. Like like you mentioned, I grew up with this. Like growing up in Oberstdorf, the whole region feeds from tourism, and there are a lot of jobs that are. And we see that now at gastronomy, like restaurants, hotels, cafes opening again, and all these places struggling to get their former employees back, because many of them had to to find other jobs during the pandemic. Yeah. Um and won't come back because these are mostly shitty paid jobs and then they got this cool thing called kurzarbeit, like where you get like sixty <laughs> percent of your. Kind of,
0: he kind of burped through that. What he said was sorry. Kurzarbeit. <laughs> sorry. Kurzarbeit. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's well, called a kurzarbeit and uh, <laughs> just just for people like my mom, it's a kurz is work so short work.
1: Yeah, and that's that's basically just a system where partly your employer, partly the state. Of Germany, like paid people during the pandemic, f- like
0: sixty percent of their, of their their former wage. Their, their wage. Our, our drummer Mark, he he was on Kurzarbeit yeah. for this the music store he works at. He didn't really go in maybe once a week or something, yeah. but he got sixty percent or whatever of his wage.
1: And the thing is, for most people working in restaurants, hotels, etc., that was super shitty because they often get um like, get more money from tips than from their actual wa- wage, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, there are a lot of shitty paid jobs in, like, hotels, restaurants, et cetera. And I grew up in a region where there are a lot of them because big touristic region.
0: Yeah. Well, and so course. there
1: always would come in beginning of the season, lots and lots of people from, like, Romania, Slovenia,
0: Poland, wherever. Right.
1: Who Who did these kind of jobs.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's similar i've heard that the tourism is coming back to Oberstdorf now have you seen it recently um yeah i've been there
1: last week was it last week or the week before i'm not sh- it was the week before the but week but before the, yeah um like the 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 weekend before the one that's just over um on that saturday it was or friday it kind of started with like, okay, restaurants could open their, um, like the terraces, et cetera. And first hotels were allowed to, um, yeah, to have, to have, to have tourists. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because on that Saturday, because for month and month, like it was a ghost town. Um, yeah. I- regarding what you're used to. And then on this Saturday, they were, it was crazy. Like in terms of it was so many cars coming in. So many people. So... Yeah, I think over the summer, there's there's going to be loads and loads of people <laughs> coming to the Algo region. Oh man, I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I remember, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. And I want to, I'm, I'm pretty curious what, what happens because have you heard of that, um, of what happened in Sult?
0: No, what happened there? Okay, Sylt, in it's very 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 northern.
1: Exactly, that's where I <laughs> Mark comes from to, <laughs>
0: to bring that's him right. in again. <laughs>
1: um, and like uh, Oberstorf okay, region <laughs> is the southernmost <laughs> region of Germany. This is uh like an island or half an island whatever in the very very north uh the North Sea. Also pretty big touristic area this island and um they were kind of a prototype region to bring back tourism over the, over spring and in the beginning it looked like it worked out pretty well but then f- from some point on like people really were not giving a shit anymore about any covid rules etc and um like their their incidents went back up to over 300 and um lots of covid cases. What? And that really didn't work out that <laughs> that well like they expected. So I'm and since it's, that is also a big touristic region, I don't know how much you can compare it, but I'm pretty curious what will happen in Oberstdorf when so many people um go there for holidays again.
0: When was that? When did when did the outbreak happen again?
1: in Söld uh, like over the the, 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 the last few, few weeks like there were this, this prototype region over the spring and yeah oh didn't man. work out that that great so
0: we'll see what happens I'm glad there Mark but i <laughs> we,
1: we gotta ask him but I'm um, talking about like everything opening up again I'm like every day I'm so impressed by what happens in the US because we talked a lot about my affinity to, to basketball and it's the NBA playoffs. And so every day I'm watching games um, and it's crazy. Like yesterday I watched I watched the first game where they, ha- they had a stadium at full capacity again. Like 18,000 people in a closed room.
0: They had 18,000 people back in the stadium like normal? Yeah. Oh my God, what? I didn't know they were doing that already.
1: Yeah, like most arenas all over... Um, the U S like slowly go back to full capacity. And that's
0: crazy. That's really wild. I see. I thought they were going to still do like 25% for the rest of this year or something. Mm, Yeah. Like at the moment there are differences, like some stadiums
1: in, I thought it was in the the West, like still were, were running at like, okay. Yeah. Like 25% or 20%. And some are back to 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 full houses and i and it's so crazy to me because like you sit here and you still can't i still can't kind of realize that that we're told this should be over soon like i still don't want to believe it because right like there were already so many moments where you thought okay from now on it will get better and it did not it didn't yeah and then you turn on the tv and then you turn on the tv and you see those full stadiums and yeah and it's it's especially because it's a closed room. It's not not like a football stadium.
0: Right. It's not as open open air. air. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious how that's going to pan out for them. I mean, because you have so many people, you know, they have this um, vaccine law now where you don't have to wear a mask. You know, There's no mask mandate if you're vaccinated. But there's a lot of people, a lot of, uh, perhaps I could be as bold as to say, a lot of MAGA hat wearers who don't want to get vaccinated. No. So they just say, "Oh, I was. That's it. That's all. It's fine." And then they don't want to wear a mask So no. I'm really curious how these, you know, 18,000 people packed stadiums are going to go down when you have obviously a handful of people who don't want to get vaccinated in it.
1: Yeah, until next week I got I got to read some things about because I don't I know nothing about how they um how it works like have they do you have to bring in a test? Do you have to bring in any confirmation about your 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 vaccination status or whatsoever? I'm um, very curious about that. I don't know. I got to I got to check that. I probably can give you an update next week.
0: Yeah, I'm really I'm 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 curious what's going to happen because I know like I mean even I've been talking to you about it a little bit that we had a couple of our very first concert uh options this year there's two in July that I've been spoken to about. I'm not sure. One of them might work out. One of them might not work out, but I'm really, I mean, of course I'm excited to, well, there's, there's two things about it. I'm, I'm, of course I'm excited to even see an offer. I haven't even seen an offer in, you know, over a year. <laughs> uh, but on the other side, like part of me doesn't really trust that it's safe, even though I am fully vaccinated but maybe it's going to be fine maybe it's just going to be selective people and then it's going to be you know separated i don't i don't know the details yet and then the other part of me i spoke to cosma joy about this my friend and collaborator and i told her that part of me also it doesn't really feel totally ready mhm you know like it's already it would already be next month and i haven't played my own songs in God knows how long, you know? Yeah. And, and that's not even going for like you or Mark who, who, you know, understandably also haven't played my songs, but like, I will have to go back and remember my own <laughs> chords and lyrics and, and, and like, yeah. can I still sing? Can I still play this stuff? <laughs> like what's the, what's the situation here? I don't, you know, very confusing. Yeah. Very, I'm very torn on the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I imagine that as a, as a pretty weird situation at on the one hand this month, um, we we shouldn't under understate that this month, your album will be coming out. And probably at the same time, you don't feel like you're, you're capable of, of performing the songs that people are going to listen to
0: for the first time. For sure. For sure. I mean, the album comes, yeah. So today's the first, it comes out in 15 days. It comes out on June 16th Woohoo. and you know, you'll be able to, I mean, for those who want to, you can, of course you can pre-order it and you can, get some signed merch and stuff. But in addition to that, it's really weird for me to imagine that I would have this new album out and then I would have to go perform it No, or that, you know, it used to be that I would get to perform it, but now it would be that I have to perform it. And I just, (laughs) I I, I don't, I don't know because with Corona, it felt like it lasted so long that my entire creative process morphed into audio, you know, like after, like when corona started we started doing weekly episodes of this show you yeah. remember how long ago that was yeah yeah we started doing weekly episodes that were just called the corona special and it ended up being our normal episode yeah. regimen <laughs> forever we
1: couldn't we couldn't call it a special <laughs> after no. after like eight, six Eighth. weeks or something. yeah
0: exactly so we started doing that and then it was like Oh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna get really invested into the podcast. Oh, we can start doing video episodes soon. Oh, now I have a radio show. Oh, yeah. now I'm doing voiceover work. Oh, now I'm hosting uh, some Sony jobs over Zoom for 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 bigger bands. To, you know, doing Q and A. That's really fun. And my whole life just became only focusing on that and taking a little mental break from music because there was nothing I could do. Mm. And now to imagine. Going back to like fighting for the stage or or whatever, you know, or just being on stage in general. I'm gonna have to really mentally prepare myself for that. But do you have any regrets in terms of oh, I could have used
1: all of that time during the pandemic for so much songwriting, becoming a better instrumentalist, singer, or whatever? No.
0: No, but that's that's a good thing, I
1: guess, if you don't have those regrets.
0: No, I I I think I got I th- I think it wasn't that I wasted the time at all. I think I got much better at, I got much better at being, um, it's funny to say, but I got better at being a talker. You know, I got <laughs> no. better, like I think the podcast got better. I think being able to host this radio show, I think each episode, it just gets better. I think learning how to tell stories is important. And I think learning how to kind of be able to edit yourself and and to have Thoughts flow in a cohesive way. this sentence not being a great example. I think it's just you know it's it's also a skill and a tool, and I've been making money from that tool, and that's something that I can't say about no. music in the last year and a half that I you know I've made nothing no, I've made no money from music in the last year and a half, so being able to hone a skill and make some make kind of a living from it has been a blessing and I don't, I don't regret not doing more with music, but I also think when you have nothing going on, it's really hard to find that motivation. Yeah. 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 No, no live streams, you know, just a couple of little singles here and there, no concerts, um, Cosma had the same experience. A few other musician friends of mine had the same experience, with nothing mm-hmm. to nothing to get the fire lit under their ass. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. What's there's no motivation to sit down and like write write songs, like challenging songs. You know? Yeah, but but I, I really I really feel
1: that like look like I I could have also started like last month in May to to practice your songs again, knowing that your album will come out and that it, there will be a realistic chance of playing shows somewhere throughout this summer or fall yeah but yeah. i also still haven't because there is not this con- this 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 concrete or this this specific um yeah like occasion that gives you the motivation to to be ready for a certain certain point date whatever
0: yeah yeah exactly it's it's just when you don't have this locked down excuse or reason or goal in mind, then it's really, no. it's hard to get motivated. That's why with audio stuff, I've been so, I feel like I've been more motivated. We've, we've had a deadline every week. We going to put out a show. We're not going to break that rule. Yeah. Um, whether or not I can do it or you can do it, we're going to make a show happen. And with ego, like planning out shows and, and making stories and making themes, I have to have a show recorded for them every week. Yeah. You know, can't miss that. And, you know, with these hosting gigs, like... There's money and there's deadlines and it's kind of fun to do it and that's where all my energy and attention has been the last year so it, to to open it up that space again mm. for music I think will be a challenge.
1: Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking about uh, about bringing back that motivation by <laughs> by by ordering that amplifier we talked about.
0: Oh man, I think you should do it. I think you should do it. I mean, maybe you should just already get it and then and then get used to it before the real rehearsal start.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought about because so you, you you people out there cannot notice. So like I play bass for the Jordan Prince bands for yeah, like two years now. But we, we or over two years, but we haven't obviously played in a long, 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 long while. <laughs> long and long the thing long, is, long time. T- to the day. I still don't own... I own a pretty cool bass, but no amplifier. <laughs> and we also had to to arrange some things like borrowing something somewhere else, etc. And now I thought, okay, now when probably there is a chance that we play shows again, probably even a tour at some point, which would be so right. great. Um, Like it would really make sense now to, to get an own amplifier. And now yeah. I thought about ordering one for when we have a certain day to practice together to to try it out there because with this one music store you can order gear, try it for 30 days and if you don't like it or whatever, you can send it back. And then I thought about, yeah, but I got to practice for these rehearsals first because I don't know any of the songs and I also don't have an (laughs) amplifier for that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't have... I mean, I'm going to have to really get back into using this... um this amp that i have at home like i haven't touched my electric my my mm. pedals my amp in so long like i have to get used again to what a delay pedal can do and what how much distortion to use on this and how no. much you know do i a chorus pedal or, or or boost or or whatever oh do i need new strings or you know no. like i'm going to have to get one of these nice guitar cleaner cloths and mm-hmm. brushes and like make sure everything is really nice and clean and get it tuned and then i'm going to have to start practicing because it looks like next month could have one, could have two shows, and then you no. know maybe the booking guy, maybe my booking guy um, has some opportunities for later in the year as well. That'd be I cool. Mean, that's the cool thing. And too, next
1: year, next year we should play a tour.
0: If we can, we should. <laughs> yeah. If there's
1: if there's gigs to play, we should yeah. play them. But I, I guess I must say, like we only talk about it, and I'm I'm pretty fired up already. Like I really, yeah. I always, I always like memorize like certain moments we had on different stages um like i think about 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 groove Groove or or brighton or or other other stages where we played and i want to get that that feeling back like staying there nailing a song
0: and just enjoying it with you guys oh man i love that feeling when like when the band flows everything connects yeah yeah there's that is that magic indescribable thing like when you're in no. this moment of a song and everyone is really in sync unconsciously no. that's like a, a really magical thing and one of my favorite moments is when you're when the group has been announced and you know maybe the drummer goes up already maybe you go up already and then there's just that little 2 seconds where I'm looking at this the black you know steel removable steps to the yeah, stage yeah. And you hear the buzz of a crowd, small or big, and you feel the, the warmth of the lights and you have your b- bottle of water in your hand. And you just have this thing of like, oh, like, here we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you walk out and you just feel that tension and that heat and that it's, it's so, that is like one of the greatest feelings ever. No. It's really fun. I mean, I talked to my booking guy not too long ago, and he said that this year looked pretty bad, but I don't know, two gigs have already come to me since the vaccinations uh, became more accessible for everybody. So maybe it changes for him. Maybe we'll start hearing about things soon. Yeah, hopefully. Could be. We'll see. Well, nice, man. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm just going to write that down. Concerts for next year. Um, Great. And... Uh this was really fun man and I hope that you don't work too hard this week in the office. Dude, like I said,
1: Thursday's going to be a public holiday. <laughs> so nice. it's like today everything's working fine. I'm having the pleasure to talk to you, etc. Yeah, um, this was great. And so every everything everything fine. I hope you enjoy um like Constance. Do you plan on 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 jumping
0: inside of it? Man, I got to tell you, I'm I'm th- I'm thinking about it for tomorrow because it's supposed to finally be like 25 degrees. Yeah. And I have to say we've been very lucky. I haven't seen any clouds since we got here and the afternoons are very hot. I've been getting nice little sunburns. Um, I don't get tan. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been really nice and really hot. And yesterday we walked down to the water and it's down there by the water where you really feel if it's windy or cold. And dude, we just stuck we just stuck like one toe into the water and you just imagined that when you press it that ice cracks around your foot. Nah. It's <laughs> so cold. The water is so cold. But I'm thinking maybe Wednesday. It's going to be the hottest day and if it's no. a clean if it's a clean hot day, I might just go for it. Just splash in and get out. No. That invigorating like polar bear feeling like <laughs> you know. Nice. I'll let you know, yeah, man. Enjoy your time there,
1: and see and hear you next week. See you, buddy.
0: Oh, yeah. What a wonderful episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and you like our show, please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a subscription or a review or a comment. It really helps new listeners find our show. You can also follow us on Instagram at artsyfartsyimmigrants. We're also now on Facebook and on YouTube. And on Twitter at Fartsy Artsy. No, at Artsy Fartsy Pod. <laughs> we changed it at Artsy Fartsy Pod. <laughs> Woo! So, uh, yes. And if you want to financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Jordan Prince and where you can submit for as low as $3 a month some money to help us get this show bigger and better just for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Fartzy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prinz und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.